Welcome back to the Stories from the Woods podcast. Well, thanks for coming back to listen to another story. This will be the first time I've done a chapter story in quite a long time. I'm not certain yet how many chapters this is going to be, but I know it's going to be longer than one episode. And the last time that happened, well, that was the spell of hope, and I did that in two episodes. And you have to go all the way back to 2019 before you catch any other chapter stories. So if you haven't heard them, check back into the archives and the old episodes of Stories from the Woods and listen to some chapter stories or some stories you haven't heard. I do enjoy chapter stories. I've really enjoyed writing this one. This one has seemed to flow, and every time I stop and pick it up again, it just flows again. I've never really had that. Usually I've got to get a lot of it down in the initial writing stage. But this one, I just seem to come up with new ideas. And if I do get stuck, it's when I stop and pause and then I come back to it and I'm able to continue it. So I'm not sure how this one's going to end entirely. I've got some thoughts. But here's a glimpse into the first part of a story. It's a little bit different than what I've done before. can't say it's that far off, but it's um, in a different land and I think you'll find it very intriguing. It might feel a little slow at first, but I think as it builds up, you will catch on. So I'll get right into it because we do have a lot to cover. The Quest to Find the Freshwater Mermaid His blue-eyed gaze was focused out on the expanse of water before he felt the pain to his lower back. Ouch! His head jerked around over his right shoulder. Tatum, what did you throw at me? Questioned Lunar, with anger in his voice. Hey, it seems packed sand rocks are the only way to get your attention. I've been clawing your name for a bit with no response, responded Tatum with a smile. I had to result to a new tactic. Mmm, grunted Lunar, before turning back toward the water. You know, you need to find a new hobby as this is getting quite obsessive. The guys are starting to believe your mind is going at an early age, Tatum shared as he came closer to Lunar. I saw her. I trust my eyes and my mind, Lunar noted, while his eyes remained on the waves. So why do you need to find her again? It's as if you are unsure and need to see her again to assure yourself. Tatum challenged. Maybe, but I want more than that. I want to meet her. So you're going to chase her with a rowboat? If so, you should be working on rowing, because you'll need all the practice you can get to catch a freshwater mermaid. That's assuming they're as fast as saltwater mermaids. The saltwater mermaids have been known to outrun the fastest ships in the fleet. Honestly, I think mermaids are what lonely men's mind create. Why not chase something that's difficult to chase, instead of continuing to fail at finding love where it is easy to face them? Time to shush, Lunar shouted. You can mock me all you want, but I'll find her and prove she is real. In the meantime, keep your thoughts to yourself. Was there any other reason you decided to come down here? and grab my attention? Well, in fact, there is. Your brother has asked for you to attend dinner with him tonight. 
He has news to share with you. I'll be there. Leave me now. Tatum turned away from the water and walked back toward the expansive buildings and structures up upon the bluff. Hundreds of man-made steps leading up to this magnificent architecture. Lunar sat with his gaze on the horizon until it became dusk and too difficult to see. When Lunar finally entered the large dining hall, everyone else attending was already seated and in conversation. Glad you could finally join us, my brother, said a man at the head of the table, with a beard in the early stages and green eyes. Wouldn't miss it, Janice. Thanks for the invite, Lunar said. As he sat down in one of the many open seats, the table was designed for a much larger gathering. Tatum was seated to his right. Janice's wife, Celia, was there along with their nephew, Gorst. A few others Lonar was unfamiliar with attended as well. He assumed they were Janice's friends. So I hear you're still searching for the mermaid, said Janice. That's right. I'll keep at it until I find her. Even if it makes you go insane, as obsession has been known to result in? Indeed, I'm set in my ways, brother. Maybe you need some time away to clear your mind first. I have an opportunity for you if you want to take it on, Janice offered. So trying to ship me out to divert talk away from your younger brother going crazy? No, no, it has not gotten that bad yet. I just thought an adventure might be better than sitting out on the water for days on end. Actually, this will take you on the water, or maybe you'll spot her on your travels. Where would you have me go? questioned Lunar. Shorb. I would like you to search for Nolvar. That is where I hear he has landed. Nolvar? Why do you want him back here after the terrible things he did? I want him because of those things. He needs to serve his punishment. The coward ran before being found. So you want to send me? Why me? What makes you think I will find and bring him back? Or I'll make it back? Your words and strength are a great combo to convince him to come back with you. Or, if you must, force him to come back. High expectations. Why would I agree to this request? What is in it for me to risk my life? As I said at the beginning, you will be able to travel this lake with a chance to spot this mermaid. In addition, I will reward you with much coin and a seat on the council. What makes you think I want to be a part of that council? You have always been bothered by their decisions. Your wisdom may finally persuade them to see it from your perspective. I'll think on it. I need an answer by morning, or I'm sending Devon instead. The ship leaves in the afternoon. Devon will botch this miserably. I will go, and Devon is not to join me. Tatum shall come in his place. I assume a suitable sailing crew is prepared. Excellent. I knew you would come to your senses. Yes, the crew is ready and I agree with your suggestions. I just expect you to be back in a couple weeks or will I have to send Devin out after you? Fair enough. We have some preparing to do, Lunar said. As he and Tatum got up from the table, they grabbed a piece of bread and walked out. See you soon, brother, Janice shouted. 
The next day they boarded the ship and headed out on the open water. Lunar stood on the bow and surveyed the water as they sailed out. So you drag me out here with you to sit and watch you look out on the water? No, I brought you out here for two reasons. The first is because you're the only one I trust and I need you to watch my back. The second is so you can see the mermaid when I find her and then you can vouch for me. Now enjoy the ride until we arrive to Shorb. It's going to be a challenge. Lunar would occasionally see movements in the lake, but often would it be attributed to his imagination or an odd-shaped wave. This would lead his thoughts back to the day he saw her. Lunar had been hiking along the coast in search of peace, gathering some much-needed ganga fruit. He had gathered a half a barley bag full and was enjoying the sweet taste of this ruby-colored fruit the size of his fist. The beauty was you could eat the entire fruit without the need to peel, pit, or spit anything. He stopped to enjoy the taste and also the view of the lake high above the bluff. He noticed splashing near the shore that caught his attention. His blue eyes gazed intently at the water and thought he saw a fin smack the water. Must be a big fish out there. He continued to watch and finally a woman emerged from the water, climbing up on a few rocks off the shore. She was beautiful, with long brunette hair. She sat on the rock for a bit, facing the water, splashing of the water in front of her as if she was kicking. That's when he noticed the fin flipping back and forth. She turned around one last time and then dove back in the water with her fin kicking above the water for a bit until she dove down. Lunar kept his gaze upon the water for some time, waiting for the mermaid to arise again. The flies were encircling the half-eaten ganga fruit before he dropped it and realized she was not coming back. Lunar's gaze seemed hopeless now as he scanned the water repeatedly. Maybe his brother was right to call this an obsession. The chances were slim, since this seemed to have been the only sighting of a freshwater mermaid. Maybe she was a saltwater mermaid and had gotten lost when crossing the Straits of Sound where the Taramac River fed into the endless sea. If so, she was days out of her path. Lunar finally left the bow that evening and had dinner with Tatum. They reminisced of their childhood before they faced the reality that they were going on a difficult quest, which forced them to start planning how they would convince Nolvar to come back. They traveled for two more days before Shorb was visible. By then, Tatum and Lunar had a few plans that they could exercise, anticipating different scenarios. There had still been no sight of the mermaid, and Lunar actually spent less time. This concludes Chapter 1 from The Quest for the Freshwater Mermaid. If you enjoyed this story or any of our other stories on the podcast, Please leave a review and share your experience for others to see. Or share the podcast with friends and family that you believe will enjoy this podcast. This podcast features the song A Dinner and a Rabbit by Mute Stare. Available under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial License. We hope you enjoyed this episode from the Stories from the Woods podcast. And as always, continue to listen to our next episode.